time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant, Glenn Mosseller. Hello there and welcome to another edition of the Retirement Roadmap Podcast. Walter Storholt alongside Glenn Mosseller, registered financial consultant and founder and president of Roadmap Financial Consulting, serving you throughout Greensboro with an office on Muir's Chapel Road. You can find us online by going to greensbororetirement.com. Glenn, you ready to tackle another great topic on today's show? Yes, sir, Walter. Let's dive in. All right. I'm looking forward to today's conversation because it's an important one. I think it's one that is going to impact a lot of our listeners and a lot of the folks that probably walk into your office each and every day will at least have this discussion. We're going to teach you everything you need to know about Roth conversions on today's program. And, you know, Glenn, the idea of a Roth conversion is certainly intriguing to a lot of people. And for some folks, it can indeed be a great strategy to enact. So I want to take some time to explore the concept with you today. But let's take it back to basics. Explain what a Roth conversion is and why, at least at the outset, it might be worth considering. So, Walter, when we think about Roth accounts, um, let's just kind of start there, right? So, you know, when, when you start thinking about a Roth IRA or a Roth 401k, you know, most people understand that what you're doing is you're paying the taxes first. And then you're putting money in in terms of a contribution, right? And so it's a taxable event, you know, to think in terms of paying the taxes first and then putting money in versus the traditional IRA, the traditional 401k, where you put money in pre-tax and then it gets taxed as it comes out. So now that being said and that, that being understood as what a Roth account is, you know, when we, when we start talking about Roth conversions, what we're talking about is taking a traditional IRA and we're talking about you know now now taking it and making it into a Roth through a conversion. So that again becomes a taxable event because we know that a traditional IRA is money that is pre-tax money, and whenever it moves out of that, then it needs to you know it's it's got to go through the tax filter, so to speak. And then we we have to look at you know what are, what are going to be the taxes, and then we then move money into the Roth account, which then can be once it's taxed. It's never taxed again. And then that growth, you know, assuming we dot a couple I's and cross a couple T's as, as, the, uh, as the rules go, the growth going forward then would be tax-free as well. And we, we start to think about that as you're, you know, looking at retirement income, retirement income planning, and what is, what is your tax situation going to look like in the future? And so, you know, that just kind of gives us a, at least a, a baseline as to what Roth accounts are and, you know, when we start to think about, you know, the, just the mechanics of it. Does that make sense? It does. You know, if I'm going to have to pay taxes on the conversion anyway, I'm sure some people might react aversely to that and kind of say, all right, well, is this thing really worth doing anyway if I'm going to have to pay the taxes anyway? Can't we just have no taxes, period? <laughs> <laughs> well, see, Walter, one of the one of the key pieces, like I say, in doing the analysis is, is understanding that, you know, I'll ask a question of folks when they come into the office and sit down. And sometimes when I'm doing workshops and, and I'll, I'll ask, you know, well, if it's in a workshop I'm setting, I'll say, oh, how many of you all have a 401k or an IRA? And virtually all the hands go up, right? Or if I'm sitting with somebody and, you know, we're talking about their accounts, I say, you know, well, you know, do you have an IRA or do, you know, does Mr. have an IRA? Does Mrs. have an IRA or a 401k? And so then we start to talk about that and they say, OK, well, how much money is in that account? And so, you know, they give me a number and I say, well, you know, well, how much of that money is yours? And they'll kind of look at me like, well, what do you mean? It's all mine. 
And so then we, we go a little deeper into that conversation. I say, well, wait a minute now. I mean, in, in its basic form, what is money that is inside of an IRA or traditional IRA or inside of a traditional 401k? And those are pre-tax dollars. As, as In essence, you've put wages in there or earnings of, like if you were a business owner, you put earnings in there, uh, wages in there, and now you haven't paid taxes on that yet. And so... I always kind of just to kind of bring it home to, to so folks to understand is, is that, you know, let's say that, you know, you have it, you get a new job and they tell you what your salary is going to be, you know, and, and do you think in terms of that you're going to, that's going to be how much you have as a, as a bring home number. And folks say, well, of course not. I know that there's going to be taxes and all the other things that are going to be deducted out of there. And then I'll have my take home pay. I said, well, that's right. But you know, you, your IRA hasn't gone through that calculation as to what your take-home pay is yet, <laughs> right? Because there, there are going to be some taxes due and there's some tax liability there. And so when we start thinking about that and the fact that it's going to be a taxable event to do a conversion, well, it's going to be a taxable event you know, to get money out of those types of accounts anyway. And so then we have to do the analysis as to when is going to be the best time to pay the taxes and how do we get the money out? What's going to be your exit strategy in terms of getting it out most efficiently and taking a look at the tax brackets and doing some tax planning and what are your other sources of income and how are those, those things going to be treated? And that is critical because most people hear the, you know, the idea, hey, I'm going to have to pay taxes if I do a Roth conversion and, and suddenly the defense mechanisms go up and the, as well they should. Should. I mean, nobody likes to pay, you know, taxes that they don't have to pay when we're looking at a situation where you are, you know, are very likely going to have to pay taxes anyway. The question is, is when do you want to pay them and at what rate and, you know, and, and how is it going to fit into your overall plan in the most efficient manner? You with me, Walter? Absolutely. I'm with you, Glenn, and it does make a lot of sense. Now, I've heard, Glenn, that Roth conversions are something that high income earners are, you know, especially helped out by. Is that the case in your experience? So, yeah, it can be, Walter. And, you know, part of the question mark is in terms of when we're when we're thinking about doing Roth conversions, you know, um, moving money, you know, from an account that's going to be forever taxed to an account that's going to be taxed once and then never taxed again, we have to start thinking about, okay, well, if this is a taxable event, how are we going to pay the taxes, right? And so the you know the question becomes, well, if we're going to move the money over, you know, where are we allowed to pay the taxes from, right? And so there's in most cases there's there's a, there's a couple of ways to think about it. Let's just hypothetically say that we were going to move money from a traditional IRA to a Roth IRA, and we know that there's going to be some taxes due both at the federal level and at the state level. Well. If we think about it and we've got money that is in an outside account, maybe let's say that it's just sitting in a bank account or maybe it's sitting in a traditional, you know, um, after tax, you know, non-qualified brokerage account. And we wanted to have more money move into the Roth account and pay the taxes from that outside account. We would be allowed to do that. And then then we would have the, the full amount of the conversion go into the Roth IRA, which you know, when you start thinking about, you know, where do you want your money to grow, growing in a tax-free environment, you know, would be preferable for most folks. 
There's one caveat there, though, Walter, and that is is that you know you have to start thinking about you know how old are you and what are the rules around you know taking money out of an IRA. So you remember 59 and a half. If you are starting to take money out prior to 59 and a half, then we not only have the tax, but we also have the penalty that we have to think about, which is that 10% penalty. And so if you are pre-59 and a half, you say you want to do a Roth conversion. Well, if you do a Roth conversion and you say, well, I want to pay the taxes out of the money that moves over. So let's just hypothetically say, you know, you, we were going to do a conversion of, of $100,000, let's say. And now you say, okay, well, I want to pay the taxes. So I'm going to take from that $100,000, I'm going to pay the tax. And then whatever's left over is going to go into the Roth. Well, we have a little bit of a problem there if you're not 59 and a half or older because the money that you're taking out of there to pay the taxes is considered to be an early withdrawal. And so we have to consider whether or not that makes sense or not or whether or not we may have another source of, of paying the taxes. Are you with me, Walter? Yep, I understand. I think that makes sense. And so when we're talking about higher earners, we obviously start thinking about, well, how old are you? When we start thinking about doing conversions, you know, what's going to be your tax rates and so forth. But certainly one of the key things and, and key elements that we've started looking at, you know, over the last couple of years is when, you know, the tax laws changed and the brackets changed a little bit. Previously, if you were in the 25 to 28 percent bracket, there's a little bit of an opening there and, and some planning opportunities because those brackets became the 22 and the 24 percent bracket. And there's some more room there and possible planning opportunities. So if you're a higher earner and you're, and you're up in those, those brackets that are a little bit higher, then we start to look at how can we do this and does it make sense to do this? And, you know, and, and a lot of times it does, but we need to be very strategic about it. And, you know, you've seen, you've seen like those ads on TV where, you know, the stunt drivers driving through and they say they, and on the fine print, they say, don't try this at home. You know, <laughs> this is a professional stunt driver. You really need to make sure that you're dotting your your eyes crossing your T's. You're working with professionals that you know that can navigate the tax system and know exactly what to do and how to do it. Otherwise, you could you could end up having some unintended consequences and you know and thinking, hey, this is what I want to do, and maybe it is. But if you don't make sure that all the details get taken care of, you might have some additional expenses that you weren't anticipating. I like that imagery of the the don't try this at home <laughs> and, the, <laughs> and the, the, the crash dummy type uh, type imagery there. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, speaking of, of crash dummies, let's talk about mistakes. What are some common mistakes that you see people make when it comes to Roth conversions? Well, I mean, what, what we were just talking about is one of them, you know, is this thinking in terms of, well, I'm going to I'm going to make this conversion. I'm going to pay the taxes, you know, from the account. And, um, you know, and folks, you know, sometimes it's like you got to re really remember, are, you know, how old are you and whether or not that's a taxable event? And if so, are there any penalties attached to it? You know, that's probably the, the most common thing to really watch out for. You know, another piece is, is just knowing what your financial situation is going to be in retirement. Um, you know, when you start looking at what is your income source is going to be, at what level is your income going to be, and when is it going to start, and and all of those pieces as we start thinking about you know putting an in, you know retirement income plan together, 
you know, I, I've seen some folks come in and, and you know, and they say, hey, I, I converted, you know, this this amount of money, you know, to Roth. And then we look at their situation and they may have converted money to Roth and they they may not have had a need to convert to Roth. One of the things we have to remember is, is that in the tax code, you know, you you know, and, and most people aren't aren't super familiar with it. But but at the same time, I think most people understand some of the basics. And, you know, and so when we start talking about the tax return, I think most people understand what a adjusted gross income is. And adjusted gross income is the amount of money that you earn or that you take in as income and you know it gets added together and it's the amount of, of income that you have prior to taking deductions out, right? And so after you take deductions out, then deductions subtracted away from that adjusted gross income then gives you your taxable income. And so when we start looking at that, we want to we want to be aware of well, what is your taxable income number going to look like at different phases in life, and you know, is there a need to do Roth conversions? I've seen situations where folks have you know, have paid the tax, did the Roth conversions, and then when they when they moved into retirement, their adjusted gross income was then you know then became lower than what their deductions were which then made their taxable income i mean it was already at a zero taxable income but had they not done all those conversions they can sometimes be in that situation where either they were in a lower bracket or maybe they 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 had some more deductions that they could use that could offset in you know income and really you want to you want to try to figure out what is your number in terms of you know how much should you try to convert so that you can get in the optimal tax situation. Most people don't think about the fact that they have deductions that can offset income and they just start thinking in terms of, well, Roth IRAs are tax-free and I'd rather be tax-free. And that in general is a, is a truth that most people would rather pay less taxes or be in a tax-free situation. But you also have to realize that that your deductions can offset income that can create, you know, actually you can have income that's not taxable because it's offset. And, and that's a really key piece of the puzzle in making sure that you're working with tax professionals that can help you through that, uh, those calculations and making sure that you're, you know, you're doing what's really in your best interest. To kind of wrap today's podcast up, Glenn, could you maybe provide us with uh, an example or a hypothetical type situation where somebody would really benefit from a Roth conversion and then on the flip side, maybe as a contrast, somebody who it wouldn't be a great fit for. Right. So, Walter, I mean, one of the big things that we always do is, is that, you know, we always want to do some analysis, right? And to determine, you know, what are what is your situation? What What is your income going to be? What are your income needs? What are your required minimum distributions going to look like? And, you know, and, and we look at that and, you know, and, and the relative, the relationship between that and social security and, and other incomes that are coming in. And so, you know, you might think, well, if I have certain amount of money that is pre-tax dollars, then I should be thinking about, you know, Roth conversions. And that again is is generally true. However, we also have to look at other pieces of that puzzle. You know, do you have a pension? You know, how much is your social security? You know, are you single? Are you married? And so, you know, we when we start looking at, you know, what what is the optimal place in you know to think about, you know, making you know Roth conversions, we have to really start looking at what is your retirement income plan going to look like and have you even begun that process? A lot of times folks haven't really be, you know begun to think about that. And so I always hesitate to say, well, in this situation, you should always do blank because there are no such things as one size fits all. And what I always tell folks is let's do the 
analysis first. Let's look at your whole situation, you know, in a, in a place where we can see, okay, you've got this much in assets that are sitting over here that are pre-tax, and we know that that there's some potential tax liability there. But let's let's also look at, you know, what is your, what are your income needs? You know, like I say, are you single? Are you married? Did you have some legacy plans? What are you planning on doing? you know, with the money. But certainly, I mean, if you've got, you know, if you've got several hundred thousand dollars to possibly a million dollars or more money in, in pre-tax dollars, it's certainly something that we have to start to think about if we want to be tax efficient and do some analysis. And then you're making, then you can make a decision based on facts and numbers versus just, you know, wondering and hoping and may, well, maybe, you know, let's, let's go ahead and do this because sometimes folks just make those decisions without, without really looking at the analysis. Probably the easiest piece is to say, you know, you might not, you know, think in terms of doing a, you know, a conversion. And that is, is if you have very little money, you know, that, that is sitting in pre-tax dollars, you know, that typically, you know, leads us to the direction, well, maybe, maybe we don't need to do that. Again, we need to look at the whole picture, you know, if there's a pension or other things that, that might change the tax picture. But the easiest one is, is that if folks know that they're going to be leaving significant amounts of money to charity, than, you know, or to a nonprofit organization. Well, when money transfers to a charity or a nonprofit organization, then those dollars are not, when they arrive at the charity or the nonprofit, they don't pay taxes. And so, you know, transferring pre-tax dollars to a charity when you pass, you know, and you pass away and you, and you, and you know, if you leave them as the beneficiary, well, that's the, the most obvious place as, as to whether, you know, we should probably, you know, rethink and, and, and evaluate whether or not, you know, we do Roth conversions. But there still might be some reason to do some Roth conversion in that case. But that's really the, the one that, that really kind of is a game changer, if, if that makes sense, because, you know, you don't want to pay taxes, you know, and then and then transfer those dollars to somewhere that, that wasn't going to have to pay the taxes in the first place. Does that make sense, Walter? It does make sense. It, it always makes sense when uh, after you explain it, Glenn. That is certainly <laughs> true. Um, I think it makes a lot of sense when we get this kind of detail and especially walking through hypothetical situations like that too, help point us in the right direction and see, yeah, in my situation, does this make sense? And that may be what you're thinking right now. Is it uh, a good idea for me to do a Roth conversion? Maybe this is something that you haven't really thought about or talked about before with your financial planner. And uh, it would be something that would be, I think, wise to uh, get on Glenn's calendar, walk through these things if you need some help incorporating it into your financial plan. So many of us out there just haven't put a good plan together on paper that covers all the different moving parts of our financial life. And that's what Glenn does each and every day in the office. And if you'd like to take advantage of a complimentary free consultation, you can come in by calling 336-291-3535. Your first visit, your first appointment is very simple. It's just a conversation about your plan, your situation, and uh, getting to know you a little bit better before you even start talking about all the numbers because you got to get to know what's important to you and what your goals are before you even get to that next detailed step. So give a call if you have any questions for Glenn about this, 336-291-3535, or you can find him online at greensbororetirement.com. That's greensbororetirement.com. Look for the free consultation button at the bottom of the page, and you can schedule a time to meet from your smartphone or computer. Well, Glenn, it's always helpful having you walk us through this information on the show. Thank you so much, and we'll look forward to another great talk next week. Fantastic, Walter. Look forward to it. We appreciate it. Thank you for joining us, and thank you for listening to today's show. For Glenn Lossettler, I'm Walter Sorholt. We'll talk to you next time on the Retirement Roadmap. 